This is Capital Notes on WUWM, a conversation about Wisconsin politicians and politics. I'm Annalise Hensel, sitting in for WUWM's Marty Michelson. This week, we're joined by Jeff Mayers of WisPolitics.com. Jeff, one of the recent interesting developments in Madison is the dispute over mental health help for farmers. This involves a disagreement between Agriculture Secretary Brad Pfaff and Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald. Now, Pfaff is an appointee of Democratic Governor Tony Evers, while Fitzgerald is a Republican. What's the backstory on this disagreement, and how do you think it's going to play out? So last week, what happened was the Republican-controlled Joint Finance Committee, that's the Budget Committee in the legislature, which often controls spending even after approving the budget. The state ag department comes in and wants to uh, release some money to fund uh, programs to reduce farmer suicides, which are reported to be on the rise because of the ag crisis around the state. And the legislature's budget committee failed to do that. And so then the Secretary of Agriculture issued a press release in which he and knocked the Republicans on the panel for abandoning our state's farmers. And uh, he said, right now, DADCAP, uh, that's the Ag Department, has just money to provide five more counseling vouchers to farmers. He asked the question, what a choice to make. Which five farmers will it be? Well, this enraged the Senate Majority Leader, the Republican Senate Majority Leader, Scott Fitzgerald. He came back and called those comments flippant and beneath uh, the Ag Secretary's position. He encouraged Brad Staff, the Ag Secretary, to work with legislators on addressing this issue rather than releasing inflammatory remarks. So uh, since then, Brad Pfaff has not done interviews, but it's, it's, a, it's a sore spot. Again, after the budget, the relationship between the governor's office and the Republican legislature is still not very good. And so anytime somebody uh, throws a political hand grenade like this, uh, it excites the Capitol And so um, I think it just foretells a sort of a rocky rest of the session, the rest of the two-year session. The budget got done, but, uh, you know, there's more to come. And then next year is an election year. So I think we can look for more of these kind of tensions arising. Well, there's also been tension in another area related to the budget and the ongoing dispute between Republicans in the legislature and the Democratic governor, even though the budget is, is for the most part, said and done at this point. GOP Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald is critical of one of Tony Evers' vetoes, and he says that the actions that Evers has taken on the budget could end up helping fund the Milwaukee streetcar, which Republicans oppose. Talk about how this issue is shaping up. Right. This is, uh, you know, the streetcar, Mayor Barrett's project has long been a target of Republican legislators. What happened is, uh, you know, the legislature presented its version of the budget back to the governor. The governor uh, issued some vetoes, and one of these vetoes uh, released about $75 million to be used by the Department of Transportation for various projects. And at first, uh, it looked like um, they were open to suggestions on what those projects could be. It wouldn't just be road work. The legislature said, we only wanted road work. So now they're calling this a slush fund. So this possibility came up that uh, Milwaukee could apply for this money to be used for the streetcar. Again, that set off the Republican leaders, both Scott Fitzgerald, the Senate Majority Leader, and Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. So, you know, they're calling this a DOT slush fund and raising the possibility of a veto override on this when the legislature returns in the fall. 
just quieted down some because last week, Tony Evers, during some press availability, said, well, this wasn't going to happen anyway. He had talked to the mayor, Mayor Barrett, who pledged that the, the city would be trying to get grant money for the streetcar purposes and that they would be working instead to, in the words of a Barrett spokesperson, getting their fair share of funding for local roads. But, uh, you know, the Republican leaders say this issue isn't over, that, you know, they want to make sure that all this $75 million is going for road work, not for transit projects, but things like the streetcar. So, um, again, uh, you know, continuing tension between the U.S. administration and the Republican legislature. Well, continuing with the theme of the tension between Democrats and Republicans, uh, Governor Evers is blasting the Trump administration regarding its policies on immigration. Tell us what you think about how his comments are being received and whether they will win Evers' support among voters or perhaps risk losing it. This is a a hot issue. Obviously, uh, uh, President Trump has very uh, firm positions on immigration, against further immigration. Uh, but Tony Evers, in remarks to an international technology group that was meeting in Madison last week, connected the workforce issue, shortage issue to immigration reform. He said, we need immigration reform. We have a worker shortage. He asked the question, well, who will be milking the cows in Wisconsin if we don't have immigration reform? Since you know, it's widely perceived and widely known that uh, a lot of immigrant labor is working on dairy farms in Wisconsin. He also uh, issued a call for more diversity and inclusiveness, and uh, you know he tried to, uh, instead of what he called a crazy "let's send them home" dialogue, to have a you know a more reasoned dialogue about immigration. Uh, this is part of, I think, the Evers' uh, rhetoric. He you know he seeks to be sort of a voice of reason, and so I think this fits in with you know the way he views. A lot of issues. As he said, he's always trying to connect the dots. So he's connecting the dots between immigration reform and workforce shortage. But that's not going to convince probably a fierce pro-Trump supporter to say, yes, you're right, Tony Evers. But um, at any rate, that's where the governor is staking out his position. Well, meanwhile, one of Wisconsin's top Republicans came out in strong support for President Trump on the issue related to the closed Robert Mueller investigation into the alleged Russian government involvement in the 2016 election. Sensenbrenner is saying that Democrats are engaging in a obscene charade by trying to keep the issue alive and not just letting it go away. He says it's case closed, that the it's clear that, that um, Mueller found no wrongdoing on the part of the president or his staff. What do you make of the strong stance that Sensenbrenner is taking on this matter? Well, uh, Robert Mueller appeared before two committees. One of them was the House Judiciary Committee. And Jim Sensenbrenner, the dean of the Wisconsin delegation, used to chair that committee. So uh, he got a chance to question Mueller at uh, you know a very widely covered hearing last week when the former FBI director appeared before Congress. Basically, he was saying that Mueller was fishing, that because he had been advised that you can't indict a sitting president, he was just fishing. And uh, you know Mueller's response was, well, you don't know where the investigation is going to lead. You know, but at any rate, this is part of the dialogue that is is going on. Uh, you know, Republicans rallying around the president are seeking to shut down further talk of the Mueller report and uh, quell impeachment. And you know, I think that uh, there's a, certainly debate amongst Democrats as to whether impeachment is a smart political play or whether it can even go forward without uh, you know sort of a strong backing from somebody like Mueller. 
So I think that at least at this stage of the game, impeachment seems less likely. Although I've heard some Democrats say, well, that's a good thing, because if Congress would start impeachment proceedings, uh, which they couldn't finish off in the Senate since it's controlled by Republicans, this would simply be used by Trump to rally more supporters around him. Well, looking ahead to the 2020 election, the New York Times podcast, The Daily, devoted an episode recently to Wisconsin's importance in the 2020 presidential election. That's something we've talked about in Capital Notes in the past. But other than occasional visits from some of the Democratic presidential hopefuls, things seem to be pretty quiet here so far. So given Wisconsin's significance, when will it start to feel like we're gearing up for a huge election here? And what will that look like? Will it be more visits from the presidential hopefuls or their surrogates, a lot of ad spending, organizing to get people registered to vote or to build up the volunteer base for candidates? Well, first of all, I think we have to define what's coming up. My personal opinion is I don't think Wisconsin's ever been more important in my career covering Wisconsin politics. I mean, you have in April a potential for Wisconsin to maybe decide who the Democratic nominee would be because it's kind of late in terms of the primaries. Uh, then you'll have the national convention here, and then you're going to have Wisconsin as one of uh, a handful or maybe even a trio of states that decides the presidency. So, I mean, there's a lot of action that we don't see right now that's not really reported on. But, you know, both parties are very active, organizing, getting their acts together. Then you have, and you have two new party chairs, too, who are taking their first terms on this. Then, you, you know, then you've got national groups which, uh, you know, have been involved in uh, 2018 and are staying involved. You know, they really haven't ever abandoned the state in terms of planning. And, uh, you know, we've seen some digital advertising. We've seen some visits from the presidential uh, candidates already. And, uh, you know, we're not an early primary state. So I think that next door in Iowa, you know, that's the first in the nation caucus. And so, um, you know, you could see some stole over the candidates then. But certainly uh, at the beginning of next year, you're going to see a lot of activity. And the convention itself is a major organizing task, and it's a, a major opportunity for Democrats to organize a huge volunteer group, both to use at the convention and then be used in the fall election. So, um, yeah, you know, right now we have these debates that are happening on the Democratic side, and so uh, when that field uh, narrows a bit, I think you'll see a more obvious activity. But there's plenty of behind-the-scenes activity going on already. That's Jeff Mayers of Wispolitics.com joining us for our latest Capital Notes segment. You can find Capital Notes every Monday on WUWM.